0: Welcome to a podcast from Hope Church Glasgow. For more about us, check out HopeChurchGlasgow.org. Hi, welcome to the podcast. I'm I'm so delighted you can join me today for kinda of feels like something I'm stirred up about. I want to talk about really actively joining the rebellion. <laughs> Come on, join me. you you, you outrageous rebellious world changes out there and and i think what i'm talking about is is joining in healthy church and i'll talk a bit more about that word healthy in a minute but join the rebellion against materialism that's a world that's just revolves around material things including wealth and money the rebellion against individualism that's a world that's just about you the rebellion against secularism that's a world that says there really isn't a god who counts much a rebellion against media media brainwashing that's at us all the time. a rebellion against isolation and loneliness. all of these things uh should be contrasted, and if you like, what a church is is not any of that. It's full of God, it's full of relationship, it's full of valuing things beyond the present, spiritual things, eternal things. It, 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 it's about the corporate. It's about connection. It's about love. It's about belonging. It's about building one another up. It's about not just jumping to the latest media hot topic issue. And it's about the lonely finding a place. It's all about those things, but we have to build it. We have to be part of it to make that that rebellion happen and to be a counterculture in a culture that is just swimming along uh, happily thinking that it doesn't need need Jesus. And um, there's two things today, two, two things that uh, out of many that we could talk about to to talk about this in our sort of, I don't know, post-pandemic seems to be almost the wrong title, but it, it, it's catchy and we're still in the pandemic and it's shaping us and shaking us. T- two things that, that I'm picking up that are happening and it's because Jesus continues to build his church. Matthew 16, Jesus said he would build his church in the gates of hell would not prevail against it. And looking around the church right now, you're like, oh my goodness, I'm not sure he's doing that good a job. There seems to be a good bit of crumbling, a good bit of challenge, a good bit of, of even distress around the place but I'm confident because he said it that he's doing it that he is building his church and we need eyes to see what he is doing and, and there's two things I want to I keep saying there's two things and I haven't even got to them yet here here comes the first one the first one is this is that that we need to realize uh unity uh and I'm putting it like that for a reason that That we realize our unity because our unity comes from our shared union with Jesus. So we realize our union with Jesus. And as we realize our union with Jesus, we realize our unity with one another. So both within our church and across churches and congregations. The the separation thinking that has been at the root of so much uh, evangelical Christianity. I'm here and God's over there when the Bible clearly says that he's reconciled all things, including me and you and everybody in church, to himself through the cross, has absolutely uh, ruined us and spoiled us. So we end up joining the world in its isolation, individualistic thinking. And what I mean is like this, we conceptualise ourselves as individuals and even our churches as congregations as islands. And, and if we're to connect to to other people, we have to build a bridge to them. So they're another island that we want to connect to. So we build a bridge and we clear the bridge up and we we transport this thing called relationship and authenticity across the bridges that we've built. And maybe we build relationship with other congregations if we're thinking church-wise and take a lot of work. We need to find some people who want to have a build, bridge built with them and maybe a bit like we are. And so on and so forth. But what if that conceptualization is an error? It's It's not a statement of reality from God's point of view in terms of what Jesus has already achieved for us. Jesus clearly said that he was sharing his relationship with the Father with us. He was including us in his relationship with the Father. Jesus was the only one who knew the Father, and he shared that knowledge with those the Father gave him. So in a very real sense, it's not my individual relationship with God. It's his relationship with God that he's sharing with me. And guess what? Your relationship with God is Jesus' relationship with God that he's sharing with you. So we're all kind of in this, we're all unified in this same relationship. Now I'm not saying your relationship with Jesus isn't special, your relationship with God isn't unique. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is it's all a shared relationship something he's established for us as a community of believers. So we're all in his lap together, we're all in his presence together, we're all around the throne together. And so this means we're not islands, we're already included in and we're joined together in him as our starting point, not as our ending point. And I think that revelation that we're not separate for him, therefore we're not separate from one another, makes it so powerful and so much easy for, easier for us to live out the unity and be united because he's given us unity as a given rather than something we're achieving. So he gives the unity of the spirit that is to be preserved is what it says in Ephesians 4. So I think he's doing a unity thing. When he prays his prayer in John 17, so much of it is about that we would be one as believers, that the world will know that he that, that, that he was sent. Now, why is that? I think why that is, it is com- brings us right to my second point. I'm glad you asked the question. And that is that Jesus came in person. He was incarnate. He was God incarnate in a real human body. And the church, the church is the current incarnation of Jesus on the earth. In, the, the in-person Jesus is in person the church and And so this idea of of being joined to his body is absolutely vital and absolutely fundamental. and 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 so the idea, for instance, that digital church, now listen, I'm so glad that we've got digital church. I'm so glad that the church has got kicked into the twenty first century and is in is becoming aware of the power of social media and digital communication. And I'm also so glad for those that, that find themselves maybe housebound and now can connect to church through the internet or Zoom. And 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 for those who find it difficult to travel, praise God for all that. But ultimately, the church is in person because Jesus is in person. It's an incarnational thing. You can't have a church without a body, a physical body. And that's your individual body, but also the body's That collectively gather together is the incarnation of Jesus and his goal is Ephesians 4 tells us that that this body attains the measure of the fullness of Christ so that on the earth Jesus is fully represented through this body that he has joined together in himself so our union in him and with him defines our unity together with him and we are the manifestation of him incarnate, in human bodies, in bodily form, in the 21st century, right now. And we're joined together by him to be his literal body in the earth. It's so important that we connect to that and that we are connected to that. Um, so what does, could this unity look like? Well, I think does an increase in cooperation. I think some of the challenges and trials of, of, of the COVID season has made us more aware that as individual congregations, we can't do it on our own. We actually, we've got limited resources, no matter how big we are, we could do with some help from one another. So we share our resources. You could see mergers, you could not takeovers, but mergers, you should could see, and I believe we're going to see healing of rifts between congregations. I believe we're going to see a partnering, and a a celebrating of one another's contribution and maybe maybe celebrations of unity that cross all sorts of denominational barriers because Jesus is building his church and he only sees one and as we see our union with him we'll see our unity together and we'll want to express it. And I believe right now, he's telling us that we're united with him. There is no separation. Get rid of separation thinking out of your head and out of your heart. And then you'll find your brothers and your sisters a lot, a lot easier because you'll realize that they're all in him like you're in him. And and what do do I think? (laughs) What do I think is a good question. Um, I think it's so important that we don't deconstruct. The deconstruction of church is in real danger of dismantling his flesh and blood body on the earth right now, which is you and me. And if you just dismantle it down to its smallest component parts, it is no longer a body, it's a leg or it's an elbow or, or, or some other part. And that is disastrous for the body of Christ. We are meant to be joined and the more we're joined and the better we can find our joinings and, and grow and strengthen that. The, fuller, the greater the fullness of Christ can be expressed. Uh, and I think the deconstruction idea is in danger of dismembering the body, not representing his body, and then we end up with a diluted version of Jesus into the world, at a time when he, the world needs to see this, this rebellious, in the right sense of the word, this rebellious alternative community modelling heaven, on Earth, and not submitting to this wash of cultural nonsense that's coming our way all the time. Um, so, being active and working this out in a congregational setting can be a total rebellion against this flow, as well as an establish a way of establishing and representing the Kingdom of God and the nature of Jesus right here on the Earth. Now, of course, of course, of course, of course. You're sitting there thinking yeah but the church i'm thinking of connecting to doesn't feel anything like that at all um (coughs) which is why i think i'm saying this which is i think we do need to believe for seek for and build healthy churches that embrace the presence of god that embrace the fact that we're joined to jesus and a fundamental of a healthy Church, as I understand it, is that the people in it are people who are joined to Jesus. So, of course, people who are not believers are welcome. Of course, people who who believe different things are welcome. But fundamentally, the, the Church is the people who believe in Jesus as the Son of God who died and rose again from the dead. That group of people is the body of Christ on the earth. And that group of people, as it embraces his life, and his love for them and his union with them should be a place that's full of his presence, that is dynamic, that is loving, that is warm, that is powerful, that sees miracles, that has healthy teaching, that grows and strengthens one another as it builds itself up in love. That's the kind of place that we want to create, that's the kind of place we want to find as we join this glorious rebellion against the culture of the world in which we're in so that we can display the kingdom of God. He's looking for that. He's building that. He's all over that. COVID or no COVID, you know, whatever disaster comes, he's still building his church and he's building his body up. He's strengthening us. He's blessing us. He's pouring his life through us. And he's looking to create congregations of people who appreciate that, embrace that, and and reject if you like the ways of the world in order to display the fullness of jesus in our time in our generation and that means you so thanks for listening again to this semi-ramble slash rant it's just a passionate thing he is building his church he is producing new unity he is displaying himself and seeking to display himself in greater fullness through this thing called the church. We may have some wrestles to go through to really create this in the healthiest possible possible way, but I believe he's about this and we can join in. So, Heavenly Father, thank you again for these people that have given a few minutes of their time to listen. I pray this would just be an inspiration to them, uh, about what you're doing in their life and that how you are in the midst of kind of the rubble and semi chaos of Of COVID and what it's doing to church life, they would find church, they would build church, they would build church with you. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. Thank you for listening. Find us on Instagram, Facebook or search Hope Church Glasgow on your favourite podcast player.